Joining us down the line to talk all things hoops is the host of the Basketball Fix podcast, Josh Higgins. Josh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, mate. How you going, mate? I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, very, very good after a uh, very successful NBL round in the most recent round. Oh, well, the Wildcats snatched victory from the jaws of defeat on Monday night. Down five with 10 seconds left. A three from Todd Blanchfield, which saw him head to the free throw line. He misses the free throw, gets the rebound, and passes it out to Corey Webster for the game-winning three. It was uh, it was wild scenes at RAC Arena on Monday, Josh. Oh, it definitely was, and what a spectacular way to win a basketball game as well. And we've seen, you know, the Perth Wildcats with these massive, massive fade-outs in the fourth quarters in recent rounds, but, you know, one of our biggest rivals in the NBL history in Melbourne United will be somehow get an incredible win, and obviously, super, super important win, I think, as well for a few of our uh, Perth Wildcats fan, uh, players, I should say, like Corey Webster as well, in his milestone game with an absolutely amazing three-point shot down the track. But the biggest takeout from this game, I think, we talked about the Wildcats, we've talked about them a lot in recent weeks, obviously, but going back about a month or so, I sort of mentioned who I believe their best starting five would be, and I said it was Webster, Cotton, uh, Travers, Manic, and Thomas, and we finally ran with that roster and that sort of lineup this round, and I was uh, very excited to see because I think there's a lot yeah. of... Uh, Positive signs coming forward for the Wildcats in the, in, the, in the future rounds, obviously heading into the finals as well. So it's going to be an interesting end of the season for the Wildcats. Yeah, well, they've won three on the trot now. Does that really solidify themselves, you know, the Wildcats? Do, do they solidify themselves now as a top six team, a team that will definitely be a, at least a part of the play-in tournament and perhaps part of the playoffs? Yeah, honestly, look at the ladder now. We obviously see Sydney, New Zealand, South East Melbourne, Phoenix, Cairns, Tasmania and Perth rounding out the top six. Now, Adelaide's the only question of if will they will come into the top six or not. I think obviously them and Perth are maybe the two teams that are fighting out for that sixth position. But I think in a way this sort of this ladder at the moment is set for the finals. I think it's obviously a big call very early on. There's obviously a lot of things that can change going into the back end of the season. But... Yeah, I just think this top six is a real top, star, real strong top six as well. And I can't see either Melbourne, Brisbane or Illawarra making it in, obviously. So this top seven looks like it's uh, it's going to be super, super close, obviously, rounding it out to the number six. But I think their Perth Wildcats are a lock at the moment, mate, for that, making the top six in the NBL finals. How do you think Luke Travers is playing? He's got the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers scout uh, heading over to WA. Um, he'll be watching him in action on, on Friday night against the Breakers. How do you think Luke Travers uh, is performing at the moment? Yeah, I just think it's sort of one of those things with Luke. I think he's got all the potential in the world and he's going to be a great player. That's one of the best things about it. We know he's going to be a great player as he matures and his body matures as well and obviously becomes a bit more physical and a bit more, you know, stronger around the basket and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. There's just a few little things with Luke that I'm not sort of liking at the moment. I just think, like I mentioned, his aggression and his assertiveness is not really there. And, you know, you can obviously set it back to age and experience, but... He has been a professional basketball player for the last three or four years now. So when is that time going to be where he's sort of, you know, he's the man now. He's been drafted into the NBA. He's got that massive status in the NBL as one of the up-and-coming superstars and all that sort of stuff as well. So I just think it's really a big time for him now to sort of stamp his authority as that, you know, up-and-coming superstar in the NBL and put his best foot forward of making it to the NBA in recent, in obviously future seasons. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, obviously. I think there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders at the moment, as there is a lot of other Perth Wildcats players. But... He's a guy who has got a lot of potential. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with the rest of the NBL season. Yeah, okay. Uh, when you look at round number 10 in the NBL, what else stood out to you? Uh, we did see a great comeback win from the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers over the Sydney Kings. Uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix, they were very dominant across the weekend. What else stood out to you in round number 10? 
Yeah, I just think it was, uh, yeah, South East Melbourne Phoenix were really impressive over the Adelaide 36 as like you mentioned there. But I think the biggest victory of the round had to be the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers defeating the Sydney Kings. Now, obviously, a lot of things were talked about before that game. Obviously, the grand final rematch and obviously how Sydney have been probably the most dominant team in the NBL at a consistent pace. And, uh, you know, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers did their best thing and just did what they do so well. And that's just play incredible defense and just grip and grind out the games. Obviously, come away with an eventual win at Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney. But, you know, Jack McVay, 18 points and nine rebounds. Milton Doyle, I think, maybe one of the better imports this season with 25 points, six rebounds, four assists and one steal. But Sydney, you know, they just showed a bit of a lapse in the last quarter. And we saw, uh, obviously, their coach, Chase Buford, really, really dig into them as well, which I like to see, obviously, you know, He's won a chip in the, in the most recent season, but he wants more, and that's a, a great thing for a coach because it just makes a great pedigree and obviously a great culture as well with the Sydney Kings. Uh, you know, they'll obviously bounce back in future weeks, but I think the game of the round, obviously, was the, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers yeah. beating the Sydney Kings, for sure. Uh, we've got uh, one game to look forward to tonight. It will be the Cairns Taipans taking on the Brisbane Bullets at 430 how do you see this one playing out? Uh, firstly, the Taipans, yeah, they're one of the top six sides in the competition. The Bullets, they, well, they haven't lived up to their expectations that we did set for them uh, at the start of the season. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, Brisbane haven't stepped up at all and obviously met that expectation at all, like you mentioned, mate. And, uh, you know, obviously another coaching change coming into this game as well, which yep. was a bit of a surprise call. I think a lot of people did think. And, you know, I just think it's one of those things, you know, it's, Sports is a weird thing. You know, momentum and all that sort of stuff is a crazy thing. But I don't know about this game because I think Cairns, they've been really good and and consistent over these last few rounds. They have showed a bit of some worrying signs now. We've seen uh, in sports all the time a brand-new coach and a bit of, uh, you know, injection of uh, enthusiasm and all that sort of stuff as well into the team. Maybe Brisbane can somehow pull out a win here, but I think the Cairns Taipans may be a little bit too strong for this game. But like I mentioned, mate, you can never really write off a team as a new coach. I think it's one of those... uh, Weird things in sports that just you never know, really, mate. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see what the Brisbane Bullets uh, can get up to uh, a bit later on at Cairns, but you'd expect the Taipans to come away with a victory tonight. Uh, and then the Perth Wildcats coming up on Friday against the New Zealand Breakers here at RAC Arena, 6.30 tip-off. Yeah, it's going to be a great rematch uh, from the game that we did see a couple of uh, or a week or so ago now. Uh, yeah, can the Wildcats make it four from four or will the New Zealand Breakers be too strong? They definitely can. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Perth Wildcats last week and I came on here and said, I can't even see them even getting within 10 points of the, the New Zealand Breakers. And then they have that really incredible win of eight points and it's really sparked a bit of momentum and obviously a bit of a streak as well for the Perth Wildcats. So they definitely can win this game again. You know, at home, I think one of our biggest problems so far this season has been winning at home in front of our home crowd. And I don't really know what the, the deal is there. I think that's one of our biggest strengths over the you know, last 10 to 15 years has been playing in front of our Perth Wildcat army. But, yeah, the Perth Wildcats can definitely get this job done. You know, the New Zealand Breakers are such a great all-round team that we do speak about every week. But the Perth Wildcats, mate, when a team is as hot as they have been these last few rounds, and obviously getting the Ws, sort of building a bit of chemistry in the team, I think you just can't write them off. And, uh, you know, obviously looking in front of their home crowd, I think they might get away with this one as well. But it'll be a very good game, a very slim margin as well. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be the, round, the game of the round. Uh, in this round of the NBLs. Speaking to Josh Higgins here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Josh, let's take a look at the NBA. Now we had five games on the day. Some interesting results, but it concluded with a fantastic match between the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Celtics, well, they held a pretty strong lead. The Lakers went on a huge 35-7 to run, but the Celtics were able to come back and send it to overtime. They were too strong in the end, the Boston Celtics. 122 to 118 winners. 
Ah, geez, what did you make of this result today? Jason Tatum was fantastic, along with Jalen Brown. The Lakers, they just uh, they couldn't quite get across the line. No, exactly. They just couldn't get there. But one thing I do want to mention with the Los Angeles Lakers, I see them, this is going to be a bit of a weird call, but I see them very similar to the Perth Wildcats in a way of a lot of expectations, obviously, coming into the start of the season, haven't really lived up to the hype, but are slowly starting to get their season rolling. And obviously, we saw Anthony Davis with another monstrous game, 37 points, 12 rebounds. LeBron as well with a near triple-double of 33 points, 9 rebounds and 9 assists. And Russell Westbrook, again, obviously, has really taken to that role off the bench with 20 points, 14 rebounds and 5 assists. The Lakers did everything right in this game. I think that's the biggest take, the biggest takeaway from this game as well. And Boston's no pushover. They're probably the favourite right now to win the NBA championship. So, you know, it's a massive game for them. Obviously, Tatum has really asserted himself as an MVP candidate with 44 points and 9 rebounds with 6 assists. And like you mentioned as well, Jalen Brown was a massive one-two punch as well with Jason Tatum with 25 points. 15 rebounds and five assists. But yeah, the biggest takeout, mate, has to be that the Lakers are really starting to get on that roll now as well. Obviously, it's a loss. It does suck, but at the same time, it's a massive momentum builder for a team that is really trying to find some form in this NBA season. Mm, okay. Who are you liking uh, at this stage in the NBA season? Who stands out to you the most? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Pelicans. They've, they've sort of come out from nowhere and the biggest thing for the Pelicans has been the fact they haven't really been playing with their whole starting lineup. Obviously, Brandon Ingram has been out, and, uh, and Herb Jones has finally come back into the rotation, who's one of their better defenders. CJ McCollum hasn't really been the same player that we've seen over the last five to ten years. But it's been the play of Zion Williamson. He had uh, 20, 26 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and two steals. In today's game against the Jazz, I know they did lose, but it's one of those things, you know, it's a new team, it's a young team, and it's super, super exciting as well. I think they've got a lot of great potential in the future as well. But, uh, yeah, they're the team that's really standing out for me at this point in the NBA season. Well, I uh, cannot wait to see how... Uh, the rest of the NBA season plays out. Can't wait to see how the NBL plays out as well. Josh, a big thanks to you for stopping by yet again on, yet again on the program this afternoon. Uh, thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of your day. Right, look forward to talking soon. Thank you. And there he goes, Josh Higgins from the Basketball Fix podcast. I thank him for his time on the show today. Make sure you go check out the Basketball Fix podcast. Plenty of great content coming your way.